The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission. Let's learn together and come to our classroom. And let's think whenever you're listening to this show each week, or any of the past shows, you're in a classroom wanting to learn, you are living with the planet, and the planet Earth is not going to learn how to live with you. You have to learn to live with the planet. And we're having a water crisis that's been going on for many, many, many years that has not been reported by the media. It's not been as important to them to discuss the crisis of the water and your health But we're going to make sure that's going to be reported every week worldwide. The crisis of water in your life, fresh water is essential to all life on this earth, fresh water. If the ocean comes higher and there's less fresh water, life is on a a cycle. To live without fresh water is impossible. To live without sanitation causes and out-of-control diseases. Worldwide, the freshwater crisis is beyond all imagination, and we are going to talk about it. Did you know in China there's a drought going on where reservoirs are going dry and the provinces are not getting, being able to grow the crops and the food supply that they've been used to for 1.3 billion people? They are not talking about it throughout the world. It is a serious crisis over in India. There is 1.2 billion people. They're having to stand in line to get water, and their water is not plentiful. Have you read in the National Geographic that a little boy, for example, was beaten? He died because he crowded a little boy. Women around the world are carrying water from early morning until night for the family to have water. Is, Is there a prejudice that only women are carrying the water and their little children The woman has a broken neck, she has a broken back, she has broken ankles, arms, and more, but she still has to carry the water. If she doesn't carry the water, there is no water for them that day. And that is not going to say they're going to have any sanitation. The crisis of the water in the United States, they're not talking about it. It's all over the country. There are controversies going from state to state, and you may have even heard where... People are wanting to boycott Arizona. Arizona has something in the water, power supply and canals and more that are coming in from other states to assist Arizona and help other states. Are we going to boycott our own states 
and maybe cut off a water supply, uh, whatever. Uh, let's just think about Arizona and California and other states boycotting our own country. There's more here to think about what we have to do for a life on this earth called Earth's human mission. We're here to discuss globally the concerns of your health. If there's a water crisis, there's a health crisis, of course, because you're walking water. As I told many of you, I spoke at an assembly in New York recently, and the, the children were just shocked. The students were just shocked. We're walking water, 80 to 90% water in our blood, 80% of water in our brain. Our skin is 80 to 90% water. Our fat is 10% water. Um, our, our muscles are 80% water. I could go on. Oh, your surface of your eyes are nine, must maintain at the surface of the eye 99% water. Let's stop and learn. Take time to just talk about it. It's a crisis, but all crises can be solved. Slowly, surely, together. Let's bring together Earth's human mission and learn together in this classroom each week. Today we have Daniel, Dr. Daniel Smith, who is from Oregon. Our topic is going to be the belief that human body has an innate ability to heal itself. And I have been studying for 30 years, and I truly believe that. Our second guest is Suzanne Painovich. She's uh, certified with the American Council on Exercise and CEO and founder of Water Gym. That's going to be a lot of fun. And she believes that there's a music to uh, water and music to your life and music to your health and exercise. I do, too. I've been learning that, too. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only method worldwide to replenish the lost moisture at the tear film that is 99% water with no chemicals, no saline, with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be back with Dr. Smith. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Smith, are you with us? I am. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. And thank you for having me. 
Well, I wanted to learn, uh, first of all, before we, we don't have a lot of time, I'm sorry, but let's think about uh, in this classroom uh, for our audience worldwide to listen to, uh, you're a nature path, and let's teach them first what uh, the description of a nature path is, and then we'll move into some of the things that you believe the human body has to be abilities to heal. Sure. Um, well, as a naturopathic physician here in Oregon, I'm a primary care physician. That means I'm authorized to perform surgery and prescribe prescription drugs, but my philosophical training is based on treating health. This means that I firmly believe that the body has the capacity to heal itself, and I will do everything I can before using prescription drugs and surgery to assist the body in doing that. That means using... Uh, changing people's diet, that means using castor oil packs, hydrotherapy, uh, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, anything that I can do to help the body to heal itself other than using prescription drugs and surgery, which I use as a last resort. I see. And a nature path description is what across, let's say, how many nature paths are there in the United States? You know? Oh, boy. Well, there's there's... There's four accredited schools in the United States that graduate naturopaths. I'd say each graduates about 400 a year, so that's 1,600 a year. I, I honestly couldn't tell you how many naturopaths are in the United States. I'd probably say uh, less than I'd probably say about five or six thousand, but um, I couldn't I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, the reason I ask that is it is so important for listeners around the world to know that. The United States does have naturopathic schools, and that That's the true. naturopathic doctors are in a description of of doing what you say. Uh, the last resort is the surgery or the uh, the chemistry and the prescriptions, right. the formulation of chemistry. Um, right. You try everything with the human body's nature to try to see what you can find out with what's causing the symptom or the problem with nature before you go into having to treat it in another way. Exactly. Um, we, we really specialize at uh, looking at people as individuals. So two people with the same condition may leave with very different treatment plans because they're very different people. Mm-hmm. And when the person comes to you uh, as a naturopath, and I want the listeners to hear this, um, when they come to you, it's because they're not, they wanted to understand the nature of what's causing the symptom. And that's something, audience, you need to think about, is a lot of times you will go to other types of doctors and they specialize in the symptom with they knowing going to be a medical, there's going to be a medication involved. And uh, those doctors are supporting the nature paths more than ever in history. They're probably wishing you go to a nature path and learn what the symptom is more. And if you need to go to another type of doctor later to find out, and nature paths can send you to those doctors, can't you, doctor? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we practice complementary medicine. In other words, if the medicine. person comes to you and uses you kind of like the captain of the team and you learn what you've learned and then all of a sudden you find that there's other doctors you could uh, send the patient to, you're open to send them to the different doctors uh, for referrals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. A, a lot of people don't understand. It, a short way of saying it might be that... Uh, most medical doctors treat disease, whereas nat- naturopathic physicians treat health. Exactly, and the nature. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, and, and I do know that nature paths uh, 
uh, uh, do send uh, the patient to, with referrals to other doctors. If you don't have a doctor that's a specialist, they will give you different doctors that specialize in other, other types of medical treatments. So you work together uh, more than ever in history, and probably Dr. Smith, more here coming in the near future, more and more. In fact, I'm hoping more people want to go to uh, naturopathic schools and learn the nature of the health. Now, you have today, you wanted to talk to us about the human body has the ability to heal itself. And what, what is your thinking on that? Well, uh, generally speaking, uh, there are five organs of elimination that the body has, the skin, the bladder, the colon, the lungs, the liver, and the, uh, the lymph gland is an adjunctive organ of elimination. Most people's organs, most people have at least one or two organs of elimination that really are not functioning effectively. So um, stimulating their organs of elimination to uh, work effectively is one of the first tasks of a naturopathic physician. And really drinking water is one of the most primary things that you can do to help your body eliminate effectively. Essentially, disease develops when you are either not absorbing appropriately or not eliminating effectively. And by helping my patients eliminate effectively, I can help them progress a great deal toward harmonizing their health. Now, let's help our uh, listeners. When you say elimination, you mean detoxify and, um, and be able to have, uh, have a detox, detoxify the body. In other words, that's elimination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Detoxification is a detoxification is something that's required in in more advanced stages of uh, disease or imbalance. But um, everybody, if you eat, breathe, and drink in this world today, you are accumulating toxins. So detoxification is really something that's useful for everybody on the planet, no matter how healthy you are. You know, this is something I've learned, doctor, in my studies for over thirty years. Is that has not been an emphasis uh, from baby born to learn how to teach the baby and the toddler and the child, uh, teenager and young adult to uh, do certain things that are so important to their health every day to detoxify. And Mm -hmm. the the toxin in the body is causing a lot of problems to the swollen stomach or the stress, a lot of stress, because you're maybe backing up too much toxin. The brain Mm -hmm. is 80% to 90% water. And your, the rest of the organs of the body must have a detoxification every day. If you do not detox every day, people don't realize the weight and the pressure. The, the body has to be over, work o- on an overload. It That's isn't true. lubricated well, because the water is the lubrication. That's true. Now, what is, what is your thinking? Uh, let's talk about the detoxification elimination. Um, to heal. Uh, I agree with you with what I've been learning from our scientists from all over the world. Uh, when you're thinking uh, about what, what are we eating, um, we know we need to drink, I'm saying to the world, and you tell me whether you agree, eight to ten glasses of water a day. If you're under stress, have another glass. Mm-hmm. But do you agree with me, eight to ten glasses of water a day? Well, it sounds good. The, the, the thing, the problem that I run into with my patients, if I, if they say they're drinking eight to ten glasses of water a day, I say, well, how big is the glass? And, okay. You know, sometimes people will be drinking, you know, a shot glass of water. And oh, okay. Enough. 
So I never thought about that. I don't think very many people thought that way. But so uh, yeah, f- uh, eight full cups of water or full glasses of water a day. Well, what I tell people is to take their weight. So if you weigh 150 pounds, divide that in half. So that would be 75. That's the number of ounces minimum that you should drink a day. What about when you're under a lot of stress and pressure? Yeah, of course. You know, you, 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 of course you can drink too. There are conditions that can develop from drinking too much water. But generally, the, the average human being should drink at least three liters of water a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people say, well, you know, I, I can't. I'd be going to the bathroom too much. And that, that might be true for a month or so as your body is adjusting to... Absorbing it, right. Right. But eventually your body is going to readjust to what will, it will come to perceive as a normal quantity of water and, and you won't be urinating that much. Exactly, because it absorbed it. And uh, a lot of people don't realize if you get a swollen stomach or an abdomen or a ankles or or wrists or hands or whatever, it's because you are not, you don't have enough water. It's backing up to hold on to, to steer life to what you have left. What do you think about uh, nutrition? Nutrition is becoming a very exciting new world. It, as much as we've known, it's been around forever. But there's certain new ideas. Uh, have you ever read the China study yet? Well, I have not, no. Okay, have you do you, what do you know about vegan food? Is there some anything about vegan or vegetarian food? What do you think? Well, you know, it really it really depends on again the individual. There are people who really require meat to function properly. There are people who rapidly become anemic if they don't eat meat. And there are people who are better off not eating meat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly there are ethical reasons why not to eat meat? Uh, you know, I encourage my patients to eat as much wild game as possible if they choose to eat meat. Um, but if now, what, what right is wild time, game? Uh, you know, the world is listening. Uh, what is wild game? What is it? Wild, wild game is is meat that you hunt yourself or that's been hunted. So it's it is you know even if people eat say or free range organically raised cows. Okay, well, so if it says free range. Well, well, what I'm what I'm about to say is that the grass that those cows consume does not have a lot of essential fatty acids in it, whereas deer or elk are able to rummage and eat algae and eat different uh, varieties of plants and and whatnot. So their meat tends to have much higher quantities of essential fatty acids in it than even grass-fed organic free-range cows, which in turn is better than you know, meat that you'd buy in the average grocery store. We're going to have to take a minute with our sponsor, and we're going to be back, and you can tell us about that grocery store uh, because people are confused, doctor, about how do you decide what to buy in the grocery store because nutrition is so important to their detoxification. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye. Uh, we'll be speaking, listening to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Smith. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Smith, what do you think, uh, all of us, with your background that you've been learning that is happening with nutrition? It's everything about our life. You know, water is number one. And by the way, doctor, did you know that a glass of water is not on the national nutrition chart? Uh, not one glass of water. Me. Not one glass. Uh-huh. We'll all have to change that one day. But anyway, yeah, well, back to nutrition. Um, what is your thinking on eating during a day and what you've et- eaten one day? What do you think you should eat the following day? Um, what, do you, what is happening with nutrition and your thinking? Uh, well, it's a, it's a broad topic. Um, I encourage my patients never to eat the same meal more than twice a week. Even if you are eating uh, nutritious grains like, say, brown rice or quinoa, make sure you rotate those grains because even a grain that is, I consider to be highly nutritious like quinoa, you don't really want to eat it every single day of the week. So, I've wondered about that because you have to digest it. Well, you have to digest it, and it's, uh, you know, the human body was designed to rotate its grains and rotate its vegetables. Uh, the immune system can really become hyperreactive to a food that uh, you eat every you day. consume every single day. Uh, now, you now just touched on to something very fascinating, and I appreciate this, and I want our listeners to hear this. Do not okay. eat the same food every day. Um, because you were talking today uh, during the show uh, that the human body has the ability to heal itself, but it can't heal itself if you eat the same food every day. That makes sense. Exactly. As as a matter of fact, uh, the gastrointestinal tract can become very irritated and inflamed if you eat the same food every day. And the the analogy I use to my patients is I, I tell them that everybody's had a song that they love so much they listen to it every single day. And then finally, they get to a point where they're absolutely sick of the song and they don't want to hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. The body will become that way with food that you eat, even if the, even if the food is particularly healthy. So well, because sometimes sure. our healthier foods, like our dark greens, are harder to digest. Our mm-hmm. greens that we need to eat are harder to digest. That's right. So if you eat them every day, to, to, and you know they taste good, we feel, oh my gosh, we're being vain. We're taking care of ourselves, but all of a sudden... You did something today that is so exciting for this show. It is common sense that if you have to digest the food, if you eat the same food every day, the body cannot digest what you've been eating every day unless you change that. Now, what are some of the changes? Let's say one day we have arugula salad. uh, We've had a grain bread. What do you think uh, on some of these things one day, uh, these different uh, nutritional needs one day, and by the way, audience, think about your grocery shopping as nutrition shopping. 
so what do you think they should have the second day? Well, I tell folks uh, throughout the week to make sure they have a variety of different colors in their vegetables. So if you're going to have carrots in your salad one day, have beets in your salad the next day. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you might want to get some um, patty pan squash and, or, or zucchini and grate it and put it in your salad on the third day. Mm-hmm. I'll also tell people that uh, something that makes uh, it very difficult for the body to digest is eating raw foods. Now, obviously, this is uh, very controversial, and there's raw food diets out there that people do extraordinarily well on. But people should keep in mind that eating salads three times a day can be very difficult for the body to digest. If you think about it, the body likes its enzymes and its nutrients at 98.6 degrees. And when you eat cold fruit and cold vegetables, uh, it's very enzymatically rich for the body, but it also can be very difficult for the body to digest. So making sure you steam your vegetables or having stir-fry periodically is important to do. Okay. And when they're stir-frying, what type of oil do you recommend? I recommend a 50-50 mixture of um, olive oil and coconut oil. Okay, coconut and olive. Mm-hmm. That's right. And even, uh, you know, occasionally butter has butyric acid in it, which is uh, used in its raw form by the colonocytes, the cells in the colon. It's a, it's a very beneficial form of dairy. Now, I encourage my patients to use raw dairy, not pasteurized dairy, which can be difficult to find in some states, and it's even illegal to sell in many states. Um, But if you can find non-pasteurized raw butter, that's one of the best foods that you can have for your colonocytes. Mm -hmm. And why was that for the enemy? And there may be common sense, but why is it not legal in some states? Well, you know, over the past, 20 to 200 years since the days of Pasteur, uh, people have come to believe that raw foods are are really toxic and really sick for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, if you have, say, raw, unpasteurized milk, it's important to drink it within 48 hours of harvesting it from the cow. Um, And back in Pasteur's days, perhaps they didn't do that. They drank Mm -hmm. it a week later and, and people became ill. Well, they didn't have refrigerators like we have now. And they didn't have refrigerators like, like we have now. Of course, the cows were all organic at that time, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they weren't injected with antibiotics and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's important to find a cow that is treated in the same way it was treated back in Pasteur's time. But absolutely, mm-hmm. I think that there, there's just a morbid fear of eating raw foods like raw milk uh, these mm-hmm. days, that really is is unjustified. No, I've wondered. You can help me with this one. I've often wondered, and I haven't studied it, but if a person eats raw, chop it up. In other words, make it uh, uh, chewable. In other words, if you're going to eat a lot of raw food, chop, uh, cut it up in smaller, tiny little pieces. Mm-hmm. Does that make it? What does that make sense to you? Makes sense to me. Yeah, the easier even the, you can, even the, salad, the easier yeah. you can make it for your di- digestive tract, the better. Right now, now people I've seen people do remarkably well even eating raw meat, which is you know also in the same category uh, as as raw milk. People are horrified to think that oh, eating raw liver say is is <laughs> a horrible thing to do. Yeah. We have to you know really readjust our thinking. Uh, the the Indians used to think that eating uh, raw liver and even raw kidney and raw adrenal glands was was an important part to maintaining good health. And, um, you know, if we look at how 
the animal world lives, you know, bears in Alaska in a healthy salmon year will not eat the meat. It's not particularly nutritious for bears. They'll eat the brains, they'll eat the skin, they'll eat the uh, caviar. That is what's important to them, and we should learn something from the animals because... In other words, we don't do what they do, but we can learn by some of the uh, instincts. Sure, and this is something that humans have done for years and years and years. It's only really been the last several hundred years that uh, humans, as they've developed into societies that has, have stopped eating the way we've eaten for millions of years. And incidentally, you know, with the, um, the USRDA um, has, you know, everybody can see the nutrient listings when they look at uh, bottles of vitamins. Um, these are extraordinarily antiquated. Back in the 1940s, uh, say, we'll take vitamin C as an example, um, the USRDA wanted to know what was the minimum amount of vitamin C that you needed to consume without getting scurvy turned out the answer was 30 milligrams. And so they said, okay, well, we'll just double that and say 60 milligrams is what is going to be the recommended RDA. But we know now that's an absurdly low quantity of vitamin C to consume in one day. So Uh when people come in and they say, I take vitamins, I take one 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 a day, which has 100% of everything, it really is an antiquated quantity of vitamins. And, you know, say with, with vitamin B12, Sometimes a lot of people take 10,000% of the USRDA, which is a more optimal quantity of B12 to take. Now, I've lost you. Um, are you thinking that people are overtaking more than they should? I, I've been worried. I think there's a lot of toxin from uh, the different supplements because we don't understand what everything we're taking and what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe that people, are when they decide to take vitamin C or a vitamin B or whatever vitamins are taking supplements, they're over. They're taking more than they should. No, I think they they probably are taking less than they should. For okay. instance, if they take one a day, it's based on the USRDA, which is antiquated. Uh-huh. Now, I rarely give people vitamins. I mean, like mm-hmm. say a multivitamin. I really give because if people eat what about herbs? What about do you recommend herbs? I do, but um, with regard to nutrients, if people eat a sufficient quantity of vegetables, vitamins, and proper carbohydrates, they do not need to take multivitamins because they're getting plenty of vitamins in their food. Okay, and then what about teas? Uh, we only have a couple of minutes, minutes left. Have you ever studied tea? Oh, sure. Tell herbs me about what you I know use, about I teas. I found that so fascinating, Doctor. All over the world... That's another underreported exciting nutrient are the teas that are offered for every possible reason to be drinking certain kinds of teas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's, it's been going on be, for hundreds and thousands. Of, well, how long do you think there's been teas in the world? Used no, as thousands of years. Yeah. The, thing, the thing that you want to be aware of, you know, in a market profit-driven economy where industry can regulate themselves, it's a recipe for inferior products. Okay. So certainly you want to get organic teas from right. uh, an Your industry health that, that, that you, you know you can trust because there's, there's a lot of teas out there that have a lot of nasty chemicals on them. Yeah. Now, are you thinking more like the commercial teas inside of grocery stores? Uh, yeah. You want to make sure that, that you are 
purchasing from a company that is ethically and socially conscious. Okay. Well, we only have one moment left. Is there in our classroom, would you like to leave a message with our listeners? Well, I encourage people to uh, uh, see naturopathic physicians, and there's only 14 states that license naturopathic physicians. Uh, The other states um, may have licensable physicians, but they also may have physicians that call themselves naturopaths that don't have a license. So you want to make sure uh, where your naturopathic physician went to school and make sure you're making the right decisions around which doctors you choose. And they can probably find that on the web or ask around before they go for a visit. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. And uh, you have a lot of information. I liked what we learned today in this classroom that uh, learned what you're eating every day and don't eat the same thing every day. In other words, when you go grocery shopping, do nutrition shopping. Right. Well, you have a nice day. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. We did learn today, and I've often wondered, if you eat the same thing every day, it may not be as healthy because your body has to digest what it ate the day before. Always think about that. And, of course, drinking enough water will help also uh, provide a solvent and detoxification. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Here's I Miss, and we're going to be back with Susan Payanovich, and she's going to teach us something about exercise. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Susan. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Susanna, are you with us? I am with you. Hello, Sharon. How are you? Fine, and how are you today? I am doing great. We want to thank you for joining us, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing your last name right. Well, it's um, my name's Suzanne Painovich. Painovich. Uh, yeah, a lot Suzanne. of people stumble over that. And if we go to www.watergym.com, we'll find it. you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, you're a certified with the American Council on Exercise and founder of the Water Baby Gym. Uh, water Baby. <laughs> The water gym. I was adding a baby gym there. Uh, (laughs) And of course, high water therapy uh, for all living things. Yes. Uh, The power of water and your health. 
and uh, the Aquatic Exercise uh, Association and Water Gym. Now, uh, you know, I noticed something about you had a music background also. Did you? Susan? I think we've lost Suzanne. No, I'm here. Hello? Okay, Suzanne, did you yes. have a, a music background also? Um, I do have a music background. I lost you just for a moment. It, uh, there was a beep and you went. So I okay. can, if you ask me something else, I'm sorry if I missed okay, it. Okay, that's okay. I was wondering about your music background. Um, yes, I was classically trained as a child. And I, um, you know, very, very, my first loves were music and water. Okay. So um, I just, yeah, I have a... Well, they go together. That's why I was going to ask you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, music and water and... It's really fascinating where uh, I was just listening to the news this weekend on something, reading something, and where in Israel this week they're discussing um, where uh, different uh, individuals that listen to Bach, uh, different kinds of music that are soothing, and they listen to that over and over again to not hard rock or uh, some of these modern musics, but some other kinds that are soothing, Mm -hmm. that there's something in the rhythm that gives the body what it needs to uh, feel uh, not as much stress, maybe be healthier. Nourishment, and I, and nourishment. You, exactly. And you coming from water, thinking uh, the body being water, that the music would have a relationship to the energy of the body. Yes, and it's so powerful. Part of what we do um, is the workout is performed in the deep end of the swimming pool wearing a flotation belt around our waist. Okay. And we work out to music suspended. And in water, the body is totally liberated and free. Mm-hmm. So it's this amazing um, freedom that you're experiencing. And when you're listening to music with that freedom, a lot of people on land, if they go to dance or whatever, they're, they're you know, they, they have to watch out that they're not going to trip over their feet and things like that. But in the water, because you're suspended and your body's totally free, there's this, this a natural, organic movement that comes out of working with that music and water. Of course, we do a lot more than that, but, but music is a big part of it. And I think that music drives our, our desire to move. And when you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to get hurt or what you look like or anything like that, and you just have, you're cushioned and supported by this amazing environment that we call water, um, it's, it's an amazing transcending experience. Well, it's something that I learned in over 30 years ago of research, Suzanne, that we've got to get back to the water. Uh, yes. You know, wa- the earth is in a water crisis, yes. And the earth has got more, uh, the ocean is coming higher than the fresh water. And we're having uh, a depletion of fresh water down into the aquifers. Uh, there's people dying all over the world because there isn't enough water and sanitation. And there's discrimination going on by women having to carry the water and their children to make sure the family has enough water. And she's got broken bones and neck and still having to do it. Yes. People, children crowding in line in different countries because they're thirsty and innocent and they're, they're losing their life. They're being killed because yes, crowded yes. because the, the water was for just, you know, there's so little. Um, so we have to realize when the body is water that we came from water. In other words, the moment you entered in the air to live, you came from water. 
Yes. So what you're doing is you're taking people back to the relationship of where they came from exactly. in the water. Exactly, and we're using it as a very powerful workout environment. You know, there's one thing to be in the water, be suspended, and to move, you know, in a very um, yoga, Pilates type way, but there's also, it also can be an extremely powerful workout environment. And in Water Gym, we perform sports moves, um, such as running, biking, cross-country skiing, kickboxing, and we do all these different um, sports-oriented workouts in the water. Movements in the water, where you know, in the deep end of the pool, and so there's no impact. Your head and hair stays dry and out in the water, which is great for non-swimmers or busy mm-hmm. professionals who transition straight to you work. Know, I need to ask you. You've studied uh, exercise for so long, and and in this particular, cl- I call this a classroom. Uh, I have been studying the human body uh, and the water table of that body for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that's the perfect expert, Suzanne, because no two people are born with the same fingerprints, which is a dehydration choice at the moment of birth. No two eyes the same and no two skins the same on the complexion. I've often worried about not enough study of the people who are jogging every day, people who are exercising every day, uh, like you just said, on dry land, mm-hmm. and the bones will dehydrate. The body is going to dehydrate, and how do you know? Because we don't have that little moisture meter to check you out um, on what is happening with that kind of called land exercise. Exactly, and do you know that, um, speaking of running, a runner's foot strikes the ground approximately 500 to 1,000 times per mile per foot, which for a 150-pound person equals to 60 to 120 tons pressure on each foot per mile. And so um, one of the things that we do is we run in deep water because it's non-impact. It's like running on air, but it's also a really serious workout because you're running against the resistance of the water. So it's like climbing hills or running into a strong wind. Plus you're getting the workout with the muscles of your upper body. And they've just proven, studies have shown that running in water as it burns and gets the same cardio response as running on land. And so half the people are training in the water now. It's a very common thing for runners because, you know, you think about it, if you wanted to run the rest of your life and you've got all this impact on your joints, and if you can run in the water and get the same cardio benefits, which there's a lot of, um, you know, I've been working with different Ironman triathletes and different folks like that, they are finding that they much rather work half the time in the water and save their joints because they're, they're getting the same cardio workout. Yeah. And then you can also bike. You know, if you're a biker, you can mimic biking moves, cross-country ski moves. Virtually anything you do on land, you can mimic in the water. And part of what we learn to do is we learn to um, utilize the water surrounding our body like a weight room. We think about creating drag with our limbs so that we're building that lean muscle as well as getting the cardio conditioning. Because yeah, we get, yeah, the water is, a, is also a detoxifier and a solvent. So exactly. That and it increases circulation by just it cr- being in water. increases the electrolytic ability for the circulation to exactly. be able to have oxygen, nitrogen, hydrogen. And yeah. I think it's the most amazing. I've been doing this for 25 years. I think it's the most amazing workout environment available. And we've had people here in Marin County for the last 20 years. Um, we're doing our 20-year anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. And um, many of our clients have been with us for that length of time. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. They came in in their 30s and they're now 50, or they came in their 50s, mm-hmm. they're now 70 or whatever. And they are in such amazing shape. And now, because, do you ever get individuals that have any particular type of serious sim- symptoms? 
whether they uh, that come in from the doc- recommended from the doctor. Absolutely, all the time. Tell us about that. Well, um, part of the beauty about water is it will meet you wherever you're at. So let's say somebody comes in and they have got, you know, they're recovering from a torn Achilles heel or they're coming coming in from post-op from surgery, knee surgery. They will get into the water because we're suspended. Um, we can do, which is different than a lot of shallow water workouts. We're very different in that way. Um, but you're suspended and you can just start moving the limbs however you can. And the more, let's say they have a limited range of motion and they need to um, splint the area, they can still work the rest of their body. They can still stabilize you pull in on your abdominal muscles, it stabilizes your trunk, which is a great thing about water gym is you're constantly working your core stabilizers so they now, get worked you the whole thought, time. Have they uh, thought about that for our troops that are returning? We, I actually get a lot of emails from folks um, who are in the military, people who are, who are training both in the military and when they're out and they, right. they're injured. So, you know, I just send them free DVDs all now, the, the other time. Thing, uh, because I, I just, I mean, they're just, yeah. there are, there are, 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 our little angels, you know. They, just, they are our heroes. Yeah. I get so, to do what I do every day as a female because they're out there exactly, uh, doing what they're doing. Exactly. I wanted so, to ask so, you also, let's say we have a, a, a cancer patient or a diabetic or a scleroderma, lupus or sugar. Coming to the water would also be an exci- uh, exciting uh, to detoxify and, and, and be yes. lubricated and, and maybe have an uh, outside uh, hydrotherapy for the body with those particular symptoms. Have you ever had people come with those symptoms? Yes, and, uh, you know, we have um, here in Marin County, there's a high rate of breast cancer and things like that, and so we have a lot of different people coming in, including really healthy and strong and professional athletes. We have every contingency. People that are healthy, too. Exactly. We have everyone, and um, that's the beauty about it is everybody's equal in the pool. You can all work out wherever you are. Well, you want to work on prevention. There's a new thing going on in the past few years, and that have been growing, called prevention, Suzanne. Exactly. Uh, we, have, we have to be, it's kind of like the crisis of water, that we want generations to come to have the water. Exactly. And we want to be sure they have the water. And I've always been disturbed by that bumper sticker saying, I'm taking it all with me. I don't believe that's the way we, we need to leave our footprint for, uh, for the future of all generations to come. That's your pay it forward. That makes you special. Exactly. Because you're thinking, and for those pro- proactive c- concerns of alternative planning, uh, so that we can have a prevention. Exactly. Uh, and that's just something, you know, don't you think that people forgot about? What I can I do to prevent this? What can I do to prevent that? It doesn't mean you're going to worry about it. It just means you're picking up habits to be able to learn how I can become preventative. And if it does happen, you're almost flexible because you worked toward maybe preventing, but you're yeah. flexible to get it back in the ecosystem. Exactly. And, you know, part of what, um, what we all can do as prevention is we can exercise. And exercise, one of the things that really is, um, I was just speaking at the Renaissance Weekend, and was hearing, I actually got a wonderful chance to sit next to the new um, Surgeon General, Dr. Regina Benjamin, on a panel. And one of the things that they talk about is the obesity epidemic and why people don't exercise. We all know we want to exercise, but we don't exercise. And part of what is one of the most driving forces for exercise is it's got to be fun. 
You know, we have right. to have fun, and that's one of the things within Water Gym. Mm-hmm. We bring in music, and we're mm-hmm. constantly working in different ways. And we only you know, the have a minute screen, left. Everybody it. gets happy in the water. People yeah. love the water. We and only people... have a minute left. I, okay. I can hardly wait to do this again because I would like to hear more about okay. some of the people you're working with. Uh, and our former, uh, the, the uh, doctor that we had before you came on was mentioning something that's so important when you brought up the obesity is the fact that we should not be eating the same thing every day. Right, you've got I to, heard that. You've got to digest that, and that is important. And then today you're teaching us that the power of the water, it sounds And like calorie so, burning. The power of water is something so important to everyday lifestyle. Exactly. And, and we, we can burn up to 600 calories per workout with this. And part of what we, um, you know, longevity really has to do with how much we exercise our diet, how much water we're getting. Um, there's been some amazing studies lately on, you know, the, uh, the, the, um, intensity workouts and how to get and to work out like we did when we were a kid. You know, well, you I'm start sorry, really we're out of town. Out of town. <laughs> <laughs> you so know, if you I've want any more information, <laughs> we're at watergym.com. <laughs> and, um, and we have free target heart rate charts and free goodies online if anybody wants oh, to Oh, wonderful. Thank yeah. you. And, well, let's, let's do this again. I would love that. You have this a nice day a, and be well. Okay, it was a pleasure, Sharon. It's nice to talk with you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just remember, this classroom, we're all in it together. And when you're living on the planet Earth, for some reason, in the whole solar system, we were chosen to have the water. Now, my thought here, when I happened to be in Florida, when the shuttle went up the other day, and I looked up in the sky there near Orlando, and I saw this cloud of smoke and the shuttle going up, and knowing that that was our universal study. We were studying the universe with a shuttle. And that isn't something to take idly. And it's not important, as if it's not important. It is so important for our health on this planet to see, understand what is happening in the universe of our life, not just on the planet. Think about that one. And then also the water crisis is going on in China and in California and Kenya in India, all over the world, there's a water crisis going on, and that affects our health, and that affects our sanitation. And today what you learned is you learn don't eat the same thing every day, drink at least 8 to 10 glasses of water, learn how to digest your food. It's so important. And what we learned about the water for exercise and the power of that water for exercise and understanding how your body is operating, go to www.watergym. Suzanne did teach us a lot. I want to thank you for listening. Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. That is special. Thank you for listening and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.